Welcome, friends, to this brand new edition of A Heart After God Bible Teaching Ministry with Pastor Brad Abley. We're delighted that you've joined us today, and we've already been praying for you, that you would meet the Lord in a fresh, new way. We've also been praying that you would be changed and transformed into the image of Jesus by the power of His Word and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And now, let's resume our Know Your Faith series as we go through the entire Gospel of Luke, patiently, slowly, and verse by verse. Here's Pastor Brad. Well, very warm greetings to you, my dear friends. This is Pastor Brad Abley with a heart after God Bible teaching ministry, a ministry that is designed to take you deeper into the Word of God and to stir within all of us a greater heart after God as well. Well, we are in this wonderful series called the Know Your Faith series as we go through the Gospel of Luke. And this is part 48 of this series. This is the 48th message. We are in uh, Luke chapter 7, and we are going to go through, Lord willing, today, verses 36 uh, to the end of this passage, which is uh, verse 50. Luke chapter 30. Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50, and the title of today's message is, He who has been forgiven much loves much. Have you been forgiven much? Do you love the Lord much because of what you've been forgiven, my friend? Let's pray before we get into the Word of God. Father, we ask now for your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven in this message. But even before that, Father, we just say, hallowed be your name. We thank you for your word. We thank you for you, Holy Spirit, our teacher. We thank you that you lead us and guide us into your truth. We thank you that you alone can open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to receive all that you have for us. And we ask today that through this message, our lives would be changed and transformed into the image of Jesus. We ask that you would uh, produce extraordinary fruit in and through us presently and eternally. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, expecting you to do great things for the glory of the Father and of the Son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Luke chapter 7, beginning in verse 36, he who has been forgiven much loves much. Now, one of the Pharisees was requesting him, speaking of Jesus, to dine with him, that is speaking of the Pharisee, and he entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And there was a woman in the city who was a sinner or an immoral woman. And when she learned that he was reclining in the ta uh, at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster vial of perfume. Now, this is expensive perfume. And verse 8, standing behind him at his feet, weeping. This is loud weeping, most likely of great joy. 
she began to wet his feet with her tears and kept wiping them with the hair of her head and kissing his feet and anointing them with the perfume. Verse 39, now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of person this woman is who is touching him that she is a sinner or an immoral woman. Now, this is an amazing thing that this woman finds access to Jesus in this meeting with this very, most likely very wealthy Pharisee. And the reason is because in a situation like this, this dinner would have been kind of a public dinner for people. Uh, the dinner would have been held uh, most likely in a courtyard of a large home. And people would have been able to witness the guest of honor, which would have been Jesus and the Pharisee, and listen to their dialogue. They would have, they would have stood or sat in a kind of a circle or square around the table. And though they wouldn't have eaten, because only Jesus was the invited guest, they would have been able to listen. However, no way would a Pharisee have allowed an immoral woman to be part of that crowd. So somehow she slipped in without him noticing. And before he knew it, she was at the feet of Jesus doing what Luke just described. She was worshiping Jesus. And most likely she was worshiping Jesus because he had set her free from an immoral lifestyle. Now, the Pharisees would never have anything to do with sinners, with tax collectors, with immoral women. They would have viewed them as impossible for salvation. Only the righteous could be saved, according to the Pharisees. And here this woman, who was an outcast by the religious leaders, in an earlier part, we don't know when, but had been welcomed by Jesus, became his follower, and now could not keep back from worshiping Jesus in the most extravagant way without any concern about herself, only focus and pure worship of Jesus. This woman had been changed dramatically as Jesus is about to share. And we see that in verse 40 with the parable that he gives. And Jesus answered him, Simon. Now, isn't it interesting that Simon never used the name of this woman, probably didn't even know who she was. But Jesus uh, uses his name respectfully. Simon, I have something to say to you. And he replied, say it, teacher. A moneylender, verse 41, had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii. Now, a, a denarius was equivalent to a day's wages. 
Now that means that this, this debtor owed close to, uh, let's say more than uh, about 75% of his annual wage. He, he owed more than that. He owed, it, uh, let's say a year and a half's wages to this money lender. And the other 50, well, that's only 50 days wages. Verse 42, when they were unable to repay, this money lender graciously forgave them both freely. So which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. Now, the tone of the answer and in the original language is an answer that has an air of arrogance to it. Well, of course, this the Simon the Pharisee, anybody could, could give the right answer. But what Jesus, and Jesus knew that anyone could give the right answer, Jesus wasn't looking for the right answer. He was looking to expose the arrogance and the hypocrisy of Simon the Pharisee. And he said to him, you have judged correctly. Verse 44, turning toward the woman, he said to Simon. Now he's looking at the woman, but he's not looking at Simon. He's looking at the woman, but speaking to Simon. There's a message there. There is the indication of a lack of respect or regard for the Pharisee, but total respect and honor for the woman. Turning, verse 44 again, turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? You see, he's using the same words that Simon said earlier, referring to, quote unquote, this woman. So Jesus says, okay, do you see this woman? I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. Now, it's important for me to mention this, that this was a slap in the face to Jesus that the Pharisee invited him over for dinner, but did not himself either wash Jesus' feet or at the very least have, a, have one of his servants wash Jesus' feet. That was a sign of disrespect and a sign of humiliation. That was a gross injustice of hospitality. In that society, whenever you invited a guest over, you always, as a courtesy, washed his feet. Why? Because traveling in those days, you were traveling on dirt roads. Now, if the roads were wet, what would happen? Your feet would be muddy. And if the roads were dry, your feet would be dirty. So as a sign of welcoming and honoring, you would make sure that man had clean feet. And it was a dishonor to Jesus that he never did this, that the Pharisee never did this for Jesus. But the woman did. She honored Jesus 
greatly, extravagantly. Verse 45, you gave me no kiss. Now, in Middle Eastern society, when you greet someone, when one man greets another man, he kisses him on one side of the cheek, then on another, then on the, the other side of the cheek, and then on the other. Again, this is a sign of respect. It is a sign of honor. It's a sign of, of uh, affection. Uh, they do this in, in many parts of the world. But he rebukes the Pharisee. He says, you gave me no kiss, but she, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. An extravagant form of worship of this woman. You, verse 46, did not anoint my head with oil as a refreshing to the traveler that may have traveled uh, some distance, but also again as an honor, and the oil would have been uh, scented very very um, attractively, like putting cologne on a man or perfume on a woman. You did not anoint my head with oil. This is three strikes against this man. But she anointed my feet with perfume, and this was highly expensive perfume. For this reason, I say to you, verse 47, her sins, which are many. Now, what is Jesus saying? You see, earlier, Simon the Pharisee said, this man is supposed to be a prophet. He doesn't even realize that this is a sinful woman. And Jesus is saying to Simon, oh, yes, I do. I know exactly what kind of woman that she is. And yes, indeed, her sins are many. So let's go back to verse 47. For this reason, I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven, either at that moment or prior to this time. I think it was probably prior, because the perfect tense means that it happened in the past and it continues on. And that have been forgiven is in the perfect tense. For she loved much once and for all. But he who is forgiven little loves little. That's the reason for the parable. Then he said to her, your sins have been forgiven. Wow. Verse 49, wow, because only God can forgive. And so Jesus is making a claim to deity as the Messiah. And um, let me read this again. So he says, um, then he said to her, verse 48, your sins have been forgiven. Verse 49, those who were in, who were reclining at the table with him, began to say to themselves, who is this man who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, your faith, that is your faith in me, has saved you. Go in peace. You know what's remarkable about the word translated to? He said to the woman. 
The Greek word translated to is pros. In English, we would spell that P-R-O-S. And it is a word that has the idea of intimacy. You see, Jesus in his love for this woman, Jesus in with his heart of redemption for this woman, Jesus who alone can forgive sin, not only forgives her, but reconciles her to himself. That all can be seen with the simple word in Greek, to this woman. Not just to verbally, but to in a relational sense. Jesus truly has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the lawyers, the religious experts in the Old Testament wanted nothing to do with the sinners. And yet Jesus came to save those that the religious leaders viewed as the worst sinners of all. But what Jesus is really saying to the Pharisee is you are a worse sinner than her because you don't even recognize your need for forgiveness. You think you're right because you're the son of Abraham, but what you don't really realize is that you are as guilty of your sin as this woman, but only she repented of her sin, you didn't. That's the whole point of this parable. And what we learn here is, again, going back to the title, he who has been forgiven much loves much, but he who has been forgiven little loves little. And I asked at the beginning of this story, how about you, my friend? Where are you at with the Lord? Have you been forgiven much? Then you will love much. But if you don't see the need for forgiveness, you're not going to love the Lord at all. Where are you at? Has Jesus Christ ever forgiven you of your sin? He wouldn't do that unless you ask him. Unless you call upon his name for forgiveness of sins. You may be a religious leader yourself, but your heart is very far away from God. You have secret sin in your heart. You may say the right things outwardly to people, and they may think that you're close to God, but you know and God knows that your heart is not right before God. But that can change today just like it changed for that woman who gave her life to Jesus and we can see that she gave her life to Jesus by the way she worshiped him. And notice that, you know, this was, this was in that society, not in scripture, but in that society. It was a scandal for a woman to let down her hair in public. It was a scandal for a woman to touch a man. And yet this woman didn't worry about the societal expectations and the societal rules and regulations. And notice that Jesus also allowed her to do this. Because this woman was so grateful to God 
that he had saved her out of a sinful lifestyle and changed her and transformed her forevermore. Have you been changed and transformed by the shed blood of Jesus on the cross, by asking him to be your Lord and Savior, and by receiving his forgiveness, his new life, and his eternal life? My friend, you can do that right now. Don't walk away. Don't turn this broadcast off. The Lord, in his sovereign will has drawn you to listen to this message tonight, today, this morning. And I want you to pray with me right now. I want you to surrender your life to Jesus. I don't want you to harden your heart toward him in any way. I want you to pray with me right now. There's a sense of urgency. These words Lord Jesus Christ, pray with me, Lord Jesus Christ. I surrender my life to you. I am not going to run from you any longer, Lord. I need the forgiveness that you alone can give me. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, live your life in me. And I will live for you and I will serve you all the days of my life, no matter what. Forgive me of my sin. Give me your life. Give me your eternal life as your gift by your grace. Thank you, Jesus, that you have heard my prayer. Thank you, Jesus, that you are now my Lord and my Savior. And thank you, Jesus, for your grace and your power for me to live for you forevermore. Now, let me pray for you, my friend. Father, would you protect every single man, woman, and child that prayed this prayer that received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And we welcome them into your family and into your kingdom. And we thank you that your word says there is more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous. My friend, we welcome you into the family of God. You are now God's son. You are now God's daughter. You are now born again. You have been forgiven of your sin and you now can know the reason that you were created in the image and likeness of God. And I invite you to listen to these broadcasts every single week. And if you're able, you can even listen to them online uh, with on podcast, Anchor Podcast. There are many other uh, podcasts that you can listen to these broadcasts on. You can go to my website if you have access to the internet, bradably.com. That's, that's all the address that you need, bradably.com. Let me spell it for you. Brad, that's B as in boy, R-A-D, 
as in David, Abley, A as an apple, B as in boy, L as in Larry, E as in Evelyn, Y as in yes, bradabley.com. And you can listen to all the messages that I preached in this series, all 47 messages, uh, including this message, which would be part 48. You can listen to every one of those broadcasts. And now let me pray for many of those who are listening to this broadcast and have needs. Father, I pray now that the presence and the power of God would come and meet their needs emotionally and physically and financially. Would you hear the prayers of your people that are crying out to you uh, for your answers? Father, would you provide financially for every single one of their needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus? Do miracles of financial provision. Would you provide your supernatural, miraculous healing for every single person that has needs? Release the gift of faith right now. Release the gifts of healings. Release the workings of miracles in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus, for those who are troubled by demons, for those who are possessed by demons, we speak a word of deliverance for you in the name of Jesus, in the holy name of Jesus. And we command in the authority of Jesus, by the authority of Jesus, for you to come out of those people and leave them and never return to them again. Go to the pit where you belong in Jesus' name. Lord, heal eyesight. Lord, heal eyesight in the name of Jesus. Heal the deaf. Let those who can't walk rise and walk to the glory of God because you are the miracle worker, Jesus, not me. You are the one who performs signs, wonders, and miracles to back up the preaching of the gospel. Father, we pray for reconciliation in marriages and in families and in relationships. We pray that you would separate COVID from the bodies of many people throughout this listening audience. We rebuke in the name of Jesus malaria. We curse malaria. Come out of their bodies in the name of Jesus. And Lord, bring your healing into their bodies. Raise them up with your strength from COVID and from malaria and from many other sicknesses and diseases because of your goodness, because of your grace, and because of your power. Father, we pray that you would encourage. You are the you are the God uh, you are the God of all encouragement. Would you encourage many pastors right now? Would you encourage many children right now? Would you bring your presence to many right now and encourage them, touch them, minister to them as only you can? Lord, be glorified in our lives. Be glorified in our nations. 
be glorified in our churches. Have your way in our lives. And now, my friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace, both now and forevermore, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you might abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is Pastor Brad Abley with the Heart After God Bible Teaching Ministry asking you to pray for me and for my wife for protection from the powers of darkness, for the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and for the favor of God. Amen and amen. Thank you, Pastor Brad, for this outstanding message and time of ministry. Friends, Pastor Brad and his wife Maureen need a prayer team. Would you kindly consider praying for them on a daily basis? Thank you for your partnership. If you've been blessed by this ministry, please tell others about it. If you would like to partner with him financially, please go to his website at bradabley.com. You can also check out his two devotionals and his commentaries on amazon.com. Until next time, we pray that our Lord stir you daily to have a greater heart after Him in every way.